Before we start this episode, I would like to tell you about Crop Tops. Crop Tops is an apparel company creating funny parody t-shirts with your favorite Disney and video game characters. Visit croptops.com to purchase your very own light and comfortable gym shirt. Use code EATRIGHT at checkout, E-A-T-R-I-T-E, and save 10%. That's croptops.com, K-R-O-P-P-T-O-P-S.com. Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Daron. And I'm Nicole. And today, we're talking about medicinal mushrooms. All right, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 35 of the Eat Right Nutrition podcast. Today, we're going to talk about medicinal mushrooms. I think this is an important topic to cover because it's something that I see many, many companies emerging. I see mushroom products all over Western life. It's Eastern medicine. Some of it might have some potential benefits, which we'll get into. Others, maybe not. So I wanted to dive into this topic because I see a lot of people buying these products, a lot of people asking questions about do they work, what do they do, and let's kick it off with medicinal mushrooms. Nicole? Darone. Let's talk about some mushrooms today. Okay. So we've got on the chopping block, mm-hmm. lion's mane, also known as yabamushitake. We've also got turkey tail. Okay. And we've got shiitake mushrooms on the list, and we've got cordyceps, uh, sometimes known as cordyceps sinensis, but in the typical products that you'd buy, it's more than likely going to be cordyceps militaris, but we'll get into that and why. And so let's get into it. Okay. So did you pick these, uh, these particular mushrooms that we're going to cover today, the most popular that are on the market right now? I think that are out there. I think they are some of the most popular mm-hmm. for various different reasons. They have different uses. I also think there's probably a couple more like chaga mushrooms aren't on this list. I didn't really do in-depth research, but from the little research that I did just kind of surface level, I mm-hmm. didn't really find much to it. So I was like, eh, you know what? The thing is with these mushrooms is, I mean, I really had to dig for months and months and months to yeah. really try and find some good information on some of these products. And I think a lot of it is very premature. That's my personal opinion on it. I know that there are a lot of people, there are some dietitians that you and I know that mm-hmm. push these products. They believe in them. To me, I'm not 100% sold just yet. Yeah. But I did want to deliver the information that we have. Okay. And so let me start off by asking you this. What because you said when we've been talking about it, that they're gaining momentum, that there's a lot more of these products kind of on the market. What do you think is the biggest reason why they're so popular? You know, I don't know. Marketing, advertising, like I really don't know how to answer that. Well, you know, when it, like I, I mean, I've seen them. I see um, the mushroom coffee and I have, I have a couple clients that have used it before, but I've never really seen any information or 
I've never read anything other than what you sent me originally about them. So I've always been really skeptical. So this is definitely new information for me. I'll say that. Yeah. I mean, I will say with some of these, you're, you should be a skeptic, obviously, and Mm -hmm. consumers and our audience should be skeptical of products and kind of just see what's out there. So what is the main claim? Let's do, so what are we starting with? Lion's Mane? Is that the first one? Yeah, we're going to start with Lion's Mane. So let's talk about that. So Lion's Mane, the main benefit that's been proposed for Lion's mm-hmm. Mane has been potentially increasing neurogenesis. Your body is essentially what's thought to happen is that it increases nerve growth factor, which increases growth of new nerve tissue, which helps with memory. Okay. So a lot of lion's mane, what you'll find is the coffee that you mentioned, lion's mm-hmm. mane coffee is something where it's like, oh, okay, great. So you've got lion's mane and you've got caffeine, both of those things good for focus and memory. Okay. So that's where you're going to see the coffee products. Typically, you're going to find lion's mane in the coffee grinds. Got it. There's some cool things out there. And I think lion's mane is the product that I'm most optimistic about, mm-hmm. but Obviously, as a skeptic myself, I need to see more data. Mm -hmm. So what we do have is we've got some animal studies where you'll find, let's say they'll put mice in a maze. And what they'll do is they'll inject them with a compound that causes demyelination of the nerve cells, Mm -hmm. which essentially means that they give these mice Alzheimer's. Oh, They give them a compound that builds up amyloid plaque in their nerve cells, which blocks the transmission of nerve signals. And essentially, that's what happens with Alzheimer's. Yeah. And then they will feed them a diet that includes lion's mane for a period of time. So they'll have these mice and they know where they're going in a maze to find the cheese. And then they will inject them with this compound, give them Alzheimer's, put them back in the maze, and then they can't find the cheese. They forget. Then they'll feed them lion's mane and they'll after a period of time, put them back in the maze and now they remember where to go. So they're like, okay, well, improved memory. This could be a benefit of lion's mane in mice. Okay. Now, a lot of times, you know, what we know is genetically speaking, mice share a lot of the same genes as humans. So Mm -hmm. they're a good model to start off of, but it doesn't always translate into humans. But the interesting thing with this is with lion's mane, they're was a study with 30 subjects. It was a well-done study. It was a double-blind parallel group placebo-controlled trial. It was performed on 50 to 80-year-olds in Japan. It was Japanese men and women diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to examine the efficacy of oral administration of lion's mane mushrooms. What they did in this study was they gave them a cognitive impairment test. It's called the Hasegawa dementia scale, which is pretty much the gold standard for measuring that. Mm -hmm. And what they had found is that when they had given the subjects lion's mane, they saw pretty significant improvements. The issue that I'm finding is that some people are questioning, is it nerve growth factor that it's affecting? And is it new nerve tissue? Or is it something else? Because what's been proposed is that If it's nerve growth factor, then those results and those benefits that they saw from lion's mane should persist after they stop taking lion's mane. Yeah. But that's not what they're finding. What they're finding is that later on when they stop taking the lion's mane, the symptoms come back. The yeah. Then the cognitive impairment basically comes back. 
we don't really understand fully the mechanism or we don't really understand anything. Right. And this is what I mean by like, this is something that needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And is there a potential benefit from this study? I absolutely do think that we might find some more information later on. Yeah, but definitely more needs to be done. I mean, we're talking about a test with 30 subjects and only 15 of them took lion's mane. Yeah, it's not very big. It's not a huge sample size. So mm-hmm. what I'd like to see is over the next few years, I'd like to see more information. Well, I'm sure they will. If they're starting, you know, if they see any small benefit, they will pursue that. And the, the other questions about that, too, is like, so now people, even with something like that, it's gaining momentum and popularity. And now people, I feel like we all do this in from a nutrition standpoint. If something shows any promise, people like it gains popularity, people jump on it. And we really don't know, but people are willing to take that risk if it in some way will benefit something down the long run. You yeah, know I mean, what I mean? Listen, I'm open to taking lines, man. I'm open to taking it, experimenting with it. I'm starting grad school in the fall, so <laughs> I might consider, you might consider some lines made. Now, <laughs> what I will say that what I would look for to test this out and maybe I'll do a follow up on my experience with yeah, lines made mushrooms. I think that would be cool. Maybe we'll do it on Instagram. Yeah. What I will look out for, there is something specific that I'm going to look out for, and that's the extraction method that the company uses that I'm purchasing it from. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is there is a hot water extraction and this pretty much goes across the board for all mushrooms. I think Mm -hmm. there's a hot water extraction and there's an alcohol extraction. There are beneficial compounds in pretty much most or all of these mushrooms Mm -hmm. that are extracted by water, such as beta glucans, which beta glucans, we know that oatmeal contains beta glucans and that's said to be good for cholesterol. So There are benefits to the hot water extraction. The only thing is the terpenes. Those are the the bioactive compounds that are extracted by alcohol that have the proposed brain benefits. Yeah. These terpenes are only extracted using alcohol extraction. So what you'll find is some companies will use alcohol extraction. Some companies will use hot water extraction Mm -hmm. and other companies will use both. A product that I would be looking out for when I'm buying Lion's Mane is hot water extraction topped off with alcohol extraction. And that way you're getting the benefit from the polysaccharides, which are good for cholesterol. They're great for your immune system. But I also want the brain benefits and I want to see basically anecdotally how that affects me. And that has to be in an alcohol extraction. So if there if there are companies out there that you'll see promote neurogenic benefits or the focus benefits or the memory benefits and you find out that they're only doing a hot water extraction that's not that product's not going to do it for you yeah and you know there are going to be companies that will try and do that or try and you know create poor products there absolutely are companies that do that all right so the next one i want to talk about Mm -hmm. is turkey tail mushrooms which Turkey gets its link, which gets its name, by the way, lion's mane mushrooms gets its name because it grows on trees and kind of looks like a lion's mane. It's like mm-hmm. this big puffy ball of fungus. <laughs> and the turkey tail mushrooms get their name because, you know, same thing. They grow on dead trees and they resemble a turkey's tail mm-hmm. like when it's like spread out feathers. When yeah. Okay. This mushroom and there is some research on this i'd obviously again like to see more 
contains something called polysaccharide K or PSK, which has been proposed as an adjunct to traditional cancer treatments, which like chemotherapy, right? So if you are going through chemotherapy, what some of the research suggests is that you will have a better outcome and stay in remission by taking polysaccharide K or turkey tail mushrooms that contain polysaccharide K. Interesting. Essentially, when used as an adjuvant and it's applied after initial treatment for cancer, so let's say you go through chemotherapy and then you start taking uh, turkey tail mushrooms, it supposedly suppresses secondary tumor formation. So it appears to improve survival rates in patients with uh, what we found like gastric or colorectal cancers. Yeah. That they won't have a reoccurrence and they'll survive you know, a lot longer and they'll live longer uh, yeah. by, by taking polysaccharide K, which again, it's a polysaccharide peptide, beta glucans, mm-hmm. right? They're all good for your immune system. And what we're finding is that they're more immunomodulatory, which means they, they work on your immune system to strengthen your immune system and prevent cancer in the future. I mean, it sounds like so far, just even these two things like Alzheimer and cancer. If I was someone that had either of those two issues, I definitely would would try it once I got to a point where like if you're you know, if you're sick and you're I mean, if you're sick and potentially dying at that point in your quote unquote recovery or uh, path to health, I think people are more apt to be open to try anything at that point to make their immune system stronger and feel better and you know, et cetera. But I'm more worried or thinking in my head as we're talking about this, is this something that's really preventative? Like if I took it now as a healthy individual, is it something that would help me down the line or is it kind of I don't useless? Know. I don't know. You know what I mean, mean? I mean, honestly, if we're talking about enhancing the, the immune system, then potentially may, maybe it could have a benefit. But again, there's not enough research to support that. You, you know, know what I mean, I- though? Does that make sense yeah, in my ab- thought ab- process? Ab- like, listen, if I'm if I'm a cancer patient, I would wh- do it. What do I ha- what do I have to what lose? What do you get to lose? If it's not going to make my cancer worse, then right. you know, give it, it a shot. Yeah, I mean, listen, if I've got cancer and I've got nothing to lose, it's not like I'm going outside smoking cigarettes and I have cancer. You know, right. so <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's going to have any harmful effects on it. And if anything, it shows potential positive benefits. Now, again, more information needed. I'm not saying go out and don't do your cancer treatment. And don't listen to your physician. Well, right. And take it turkey be... tail mushrooms because they're a cure for everything, no. which I think. But I think that's how some of the marketing sometimes is presented. Of course, because everybody I mean, it's like you want a quick fix for fat loss and you want to cure cancer with turkey tail mushrooms. I mean, it's kind of the way people's thought process goes, unfortunately. But in then, addition to and to help got, you get through it, and then that could be people, it. And then you've got people that tell their doctor, like, hey, fuck off. I'm just going to use Eastern medicine, right? And there yeah. are people that are like that. And, you know, unfortunately, there's not enough. Listen, there's not enough information in the West for this. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see more research. I don't know who's going to do the research and when they're going to do it. But, you know, yeah. I, I'm there is potentially something there, specifically with the lion's mane mushrooms. I want to see more with this. I also want to see more with the next one, which is shiitake mushrooms. And that is also complementing cancer treatments. Shiitake mushrooms, though, are like you're thinking I, I'm, when you say shiitake mushrooms, I'm thinking mushrooms that are like on my steak when I go to a steakhouse and get mushrooms on the side with my mashed potatoes and my steak. That's the type of shiitake mushrooms you're talking about. I mean, it's shiitake mushrooms. Is there a different shiitake mushroom that I don't know about? Well, I don't know. Is there something extracted from that mushroom that's different in this form of how you take it than if I eat it? 
Because, I mean, I've never heard of lion's mane and turkey tail mushrooms that I would eat. Shiitake mushrooms are mushrooms that I've eaten. Does that? Yeah, make sense? I mean, some of them are eaten as like a delicacy. But it, you eat a mm. lot of food that is has some type of benefit, right? We mentioned oatmeal, yeah. right? And we mentioned mm-hmm. beta glucans and oatmeal. You eat oatmeal. Yeah, and oatmeal has health benefits to it. Whether you eat oatmeal or you eat something extracted, if you ate, if you took a capsule of beta glucans extracted from oatmeal, that would have a health benefit for you. Right. Okay. Right. So now when we're talking about, okay, well, now we're looking at it from a standpoint of, okay, well, what's the dosage? What if we take more? What if we extract these ingredients from these Mm -hmm. products and we've got concentrated amounts, which may have more of a benefit. So speaking of active ingredients, lentinin is the active ingredient in shiitake mushrooms. And that is one, three beta D glucan. It's a polysaccharide isolated from and polysaccharides, is just a carbohydrate. It's like a mm-hmm. fiber isolated from shiitake. Uh, it's thought to be res- that's what's thought to be responsible for the beneficial effects of specifically shiitake mushrooms. Although it's been shown to have anti-cancer effects, lentinin is considered a biological, again, like we said with the last one, response modifier rather than having direct cytotoxic effect on tumor cells. So essentially it's not going to kill tumor cells, but it will modify your immune system. Preclinical studies conducted with shiitake extracts revealed immunostimulatory, antiviral, hepatoprotective, so protective for your liver, anti-proliferative and anti-mutagenic, which, you know, uh, cells mutating and creating cancer cells. So, and anti-caries, which... I don't know. Do you want to put shiitake mushrooms like dental caries in your in your toothpaste? Shiitake toothpaste? Is that a thing? <laughs> because apparently and apparently there are some studies on this that it is really anti cavity. Yeah. But see, here's my thing. First of all, you've said you've said uh, um, immune system like pretty much in every one of these mushrooms so far. Like if you eat healthy and take care of your body and exercise and all the things we talk about on this podcast don't you already do that by living a healthy lifestyle what are these well here's the actually well here's anything tip for i hear you but here's the thing in the eastern world they eat a lot of things that we don't so they might have are they healthier than we are from an immune system standpoint from a cancer stamp from a cancer standpoint we have a pretty high cancer rate right so from it from an immune system standpoint we eat shitty food in the united states people are not eating healthy we do. And I don't know, maybe potentially this could contribute to health benefits. I mean, they might be having lion's mane soup in China, <laughs> you know, so it's you know, maybe that's why they're so smart over there. I don't know. All I'm saying is if you if you I think here's the other thing we talk about individuality and the health benefits of the individual person, which is like my whole pitch when it comes to health and wellness is depends on the person is the answer for pretty much everything I say. So I don't know, maybe some of this could potentially be a benefit for some people or some person. Sure. But for everyone, nah, I'm never into everyone. So, so that is where I'd say we need more research because if we have studies of small sample sizes, we can't say for everyone, right? Yeah. Which is a, a lot of what, some of these people do is they'll interpret research and say, look, this proves my points and my point. And it was with like 10 subjects. And then they'll try and blanket statement to everyone. But this is where I say we need more research, because what if we had data on 10,000 people? Now you've got people with different genetic backgrounds, different 10,000 different people. Sure. But but that's typically so that's what you do when you compile a meta analysis, right? You take Mm -hmm. all the research and you say, okay, now we've got more subjects and we fit for a certain criteria. So 
until we have that, I'm not going to be a thousand percent sold. And I'm not going to recommend this for every single individual. I may not even recommend it at all, but I will say that there is something there and we might get some more information on it down the road. Yeah. We, potentially. Need, more, we need more good data is what I'm saying. And we need yeah. a larger sample size. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So the shiitake mushrooms, uh, what they will find is that when you're doing something like chemotherapy is that it helps to aid your immune system because chemotherapy is really harsh on your immune system. Uh, so it does help with that. And it apparently supposedly helps with improving quality of life in cancer patients as they're going through chemotherapy, which I think, you know, I've never Absolutely. gone through that, but it just seems like something that would be pretty rough. Unfortunately, I've known many women that have gone through chemo for things like breast cancer. So that's actually, an, we should have a podcast on cancer uh, treatment and nutrition. Because I'm sure things are very different when your body is going through that type of trauma. I don't know. That might be out of my pay grade. No, we got to find someone that specializes in that. Because there That's are. A good idea. Yeah, it is a absolutely. good idea. Absolutely. See, uh, I'm here for the good ideas, Jerome. Like, you got to just start accepting that about me. To be continued. All <laughs> right. Let's get into the next one and the last one, which okay. is cordyceps, also known as, and Nicole hates this one. So I'm just going to put a disclaimer there. Caterpillar <laughs> fun fungus. And the reason why it's called caterpillar fungus, which I think is cool, but Nicole thinks is gross. So it the reason gross. why it's called caterpillar fungus is because the specific cordyceps that are called cordyceps sinensis, they are parasitic and they have these spores that infect living insects such as caterpillars. And what they do is they kill the host and they use the insect's body as a growth medium. Basically, this mushroom will kind of burst out of a caterpillar's head. Its, its spores will land on the ground and pick up on other insects and then so on and so forth. And it grows on insects. Now, the cordyceps militaris is a little bit different. That's the one that we typically use. Cordyceps sinensis, you'll find is like in like an Asian market. It's crazy expensive because, you know, you've can only harvest it at certain times of the year there's got to be bugs around. They have to be infected. Sometimes you'll actually found, find like a bag with like a caterpillar and fungus. And Nicole's over here with her hand on her head. Oh, like, I can't even listen to you say it. It makes me like queasy. I'm trying to respect. All right, your, so go far. So anyway, so I'll move on. So cordyceps militaris is the one that's typically used in supplements. And if it says cordyceps sinensis, it's probably not cordyceps sinensis. It's probably cordyceps militaris, which can be grown using either a bed of soy or rice. So it'll grow on that, which Nicole would probably like much better than <laughs> a bottle with capsules and caterpillar guts in it. Cordyceps mushroom. What is proposed by it is that it's very similar to the adenosine molecule. So if you know anything about, I don't know, I guess basic biology is this yeah. or biochemist. I don't know, even know, but adenosine triphosphate is energy, which a phosphate group is taken off. It releases energy and then it's adenosine diphosphate. And then it turns back into adenosine triphosphate. It's thought that because it resembles the adenosine molecule that your body may use it in such a way to produce more energy, to have greater power output and have performance enhancing properties. So for all of our gym goers, this is the claim on it. They'll do like grip tests with mice or swim tests with mice and they'll look for all this criteria and they'll say, okay, well, does it increase in a VO2 max? I found some studies that showed that it, quote unquote, does increase VO2 max, which is volume of oxygen that you're consuming during your workout, which means that 
it helps with your metabolic threshold and it helps with your anaerobic threshold. So it's better for cardiovascular endurance. The unfortunate piece is this is the one that I'm least sold on. I can't find good research on this. I can't find information that really just sells me on it. So, you know, there are studies that have shown that it does absolutely nothing for VO2 max or anaerobic threshold. That's essentially all I have to say about cordyceps. I don't think it should be included in a pre-workout. I don't think that it's really Is that where it's showing up right now? Is showing up in pre-workouts? I'm pretty sure it's just showing up by itself. And but that's why how people utilize it. They'll take it as a pre with a pre-workout or as yeah, a pre Yeah, I mean they'll work, yeah, they'll use it for their workout. But I just don't think that it's I'm not sold on it. We've got some studies here that have, you know, some biomarkers that will change, but I, I don't really think that there's anything here as of right now with cordyceps militaris or cordyceps sinensis or any cordyceps at all. It's not something that I'm optimistic about at all. Good. Then we agree on that one because uh, absolutely not trying that one. Yeah. Not well. You don't want to deal with the caterpillars. No. Fungus out of a brain of a, or a head of a caterpillar. I can't even say it. I get so tongue tied just thinking about it. Not so, for me. I mean, that's pretty much it. Listen, Lion's Mane is the one that I'm optimistic about. And I mean, maybe somewhat biasly. I don't think so because I dived into the information pretty in depth. Uh, I've, I've read it. I read that one study that was a really good study. It was very, very well done. I think for myself, that's something that I'm chasing after is better brain mm-hmm. function. And I think Nicole, a episode on nootropic supplements or nootropic ingredients, I think is, yeah, that'd be cool. I think is coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a cool topic. We definitely should plan on doing that at some point. Okay. Essentially, that's mushrooms in a nutshell. The only thing I really want to do with this is just deliver information for people who are either taking these products, have friends taking these products, or are considering taking these products themselves Mm -hmm. to really just give you all the information that we have. Again, I didn't mention chaga mushrooms. I didn't really find anything worthwhile, you know, worth talking about. That's it. That's, That's where I'm at, man, with mushrooms. I would also say if anyone, uh, any of our listeners have had experience with mushrooms or, you know, have been using them and have had an experience to reach out to us on Instagram and and kind of fill us in so that we can maybe create a little more of a conversation about it. Yeah, we'll take some anecdote. I mean, why not? I'd like to hear from people. Tell me what you got. You know, the problem with that is the placebo effect is real. I agree. But but that's why I'm I guess that's why I'm asking to start a conversation. You know we're trying to deliver information and let people make decisions on their own and find out what their experience is and, and kind of just, like I said, open the dialogue, but I'd be interested to see what other people had to say. I mean, obviously I, this is Brit, like I said, at the beginning, this is new to me until Daron kind of brought it up. I had seen products, but I had never really done much research or had any interest in learning about it because I kind of, to be honest, thought it was a, well, think it's a hoax, but you know, Yeah. I mean, I was optimistic about it. I came into it optimistic. I came into it just unbiasedly looking at the research and saying, okay, where's the data? What's the data? And I thought it would Mm -hmm. be a cool topic to talk about. I will tell you that, I mean, I really had to dig for some information on this and usually I don't like a simple search is, and it's not a simple search. Usually I'll come up with a lot and this 
it, well, like so I, it's it clearly a, new. It took a long time. There's not a ton of information there and to be continued, I guess, if, yeah. if, if we find a study that is some really, really solid study, then I'll definitely probably want to do a video on it on mm -hmm. uh, for IG and, yeah. you know, just deliver more information on this as because that industry, that part of I guess I'll call it part of the supplement industry. Yeah, it's growing very rapidly. Yeah. So we definitely want to push out as much information so that we can inform mm -hmm. you, as always, based on real science, science real, facts, real facts and real and food. Real food. <laughs> so that's pretty much all I have, ladies and gentlemen. If you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, give us five stars, share this with a friend, and you'll hear us next week.